Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Dave Campbell's Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the host of Dave Campbell's Women Talking Football. Mm. True. She missed 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Howdy, team. I Yeah, we got to plan a podcast this week. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> a lot of shows. A lot of shows. Just so many shows. We're going to be a little busy this, this season. <laughs> a little busy. Today is Monday, August 28th, 2023. 87 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Army Hammer. Army Hammer, uh, the actor, um, turns 37 today. Army Hammer, his real name is Armand Hammer. Like the baking soda? So we're just doing bits with our kids' names. Is he related to MC Hammer? (laughs) See what I did there? (laughs) Because that's not his real name. I don't think MC Hammer's real name is... Well? MC... The other guy's name's Army. I don't have a real counterpoint to that. <laughs> Episode 1637. On today's show, folks, big Monday show. We're, We're back. back. 
We're back. Whether you wanted us to be or not. <laughs> We've got the brand new and improved Monday morning fallout. Then we'll be joined by the head coach of the Alvin Iowa Colony Pioneers, Coach Ray Garza, as the Pioneers got a real... Mm-hmm. I, I'll ask him on the show if that's the biggest win in program history. It's not their first. They went like 2-8 and eight last year in their yep. inaugural, inaugural varsity season. Mm-hmm. But they are... Oh, we were. I was sitting there cheering a, them on. They beat a private school state champion mm-hmm. in Fort Penn Christian. Yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. just hung out with Coach Ray Garza when we went down for uh, Dave Campbell's Texas mm-hmm. Football Tonight shoot. So we were down there, and he was pumped up for the season. But we were cheering on our pioneers. We will. Uh, we'll hear. We'll talk to Coach Ray Garza coming up here in just a moment, and then back half of the show, we will unveil the week two. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press, statewide Texas high school football rankings exclusively here on Texas Football Today. It's a big old Monday show. We call it Big Monday around here. Correct. Do we have first four through the door? Uh, we sure do. I was so ready to hit that theme intro. <laughs> I forgot. Um, Ed McElroy, Aaron Arbuckle, Daniel Agnew, and Zill0678. Welcome in, friends. Welcome in, friends. It's Monday here in the season and and folks who have been with us for eight years know that on monday we have the same segment every monday where we like to recap the weekend but we always start the same way pickle hit the air it's time for monday morning fallout Monday morning fallout when we overreact to the football weekend tons to overreact to a lot to overreact to and including I'm sure some of you in the comments will overreact to the new format of Monday morning fallout so let's get to overreacting we start things with my opening thought my opening thought is that this is the worst week of data oh yeah we we know how you feel, okay? We, too, have been waiting for eight months, mm-hmm. eight-plus months, like almost nine months, yep. rounding up nine months for football. And finally, finally, we had a big old stupid slate of games. Yeah, 700 and... 700 like 18, something like that. Just like a giant, enormous group of games. And I'm here to tell you, I'm going to tap the sign... Don't make me tap the sign. We can't overreact to this week. Okay? This is, without a doubt, week one, the worst set of data that you can draw wide-ranging conclusions from. Mm -hmm. Now, if you won, feel good. If you lost, feel bad. If you won, I guess. I don't know. What I'm here to tell you is that week one has so many different factors that go into it that I do not think are indicative or predictive going forward. One, it's the first stinking week. Mm-hmm. And teams play sloppy, and teams play with emotion, and teams and it's hot. Teams just don't perform, right? Or they do perform. Two, it's hot. We saw, we had the NSM Waxahachie game on Valley Sports Southwest, and on the, on the, in the third quarter, fourth quarter, there were five or six times where the game had to get stopped because we're cramping up. Okay? There were games that we tried to anticipate that was like that and ended up being exactly like that, of like mm-hmm. 
teams that were smaller that got worn down. Hitchcock and Refurio is a perfect example of that. Refurio yeah. was up, led for most of that game, but they, I think Hitchcock wore them down and eventually came back. The Heat is part of that. And furthermore, it's only one week of data, and we have no way of triangulating these results. Okay? So... Civil uh, of Steel went out there and was one. We'll talk about them in a moment. They were one of the most impressive teams in the state yeah, this yeah. weekend. What they did to San Antonio Brennan was absolutely remarkable. Yeah. And and if you want to get excited about San Antonio Civil of Steel, I'm here to get excited with you. However, we don't know what Brennan's going to be. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And so, all I'm asking you to do, hold back just a little bit. I know we all want to jump to conclusions. We all want to get our our mat out and do the jump to conclusions mat. We don't have to. We can wait for more data. Just consider all that. So that is my opening thought. Game of the week. Do you see what happened out there in East Texas? Uh, What a debut. (laughs) What a debut for the uh, the, the Tyler Lions uh, under their new head coach, Sean Woods, as they play a 5 overtime thriller with Marshall 38-36. This game was nuts. Marshall, I believe, scored the final 14 points, including a touchdown on fourth and goal at the eight with under a minute left to send it to overtime. Then they just decided to play five more overtimes before eventually... Tyler pulled away with the win. Caden Granberry found sophomore running back Ashton Ariage for the two-point conversion in the fifth overtime to give Rashawn Woods his victory as the uh, in his debut as Tyler High head coach. Well, people have been saying how much they miss football. How about five overtimes? How about for yeah? You? you get like extra football, football. like That's free out football. there, out there. Uh, but Tyler gets the win in what was the game of the week. Tyler thirty-eight, Marshall thirty-six in five overtimes. It's time for a new segment, pickle. It's time for the hashtag dudes rock. I did not put dude that of the there. week. Hashtag dudes rock. Please let us know which dudes dudest dudest duded <laughs> Yep, this the is hardest. exactly this is karma. <laughs> which dudes duded the most? Duded is just in not a state sound full good. of dudes. It's dude of the week, and dude this week's dude of the week. This week's dude of the week. Is Duncanville wide receiver Decorian Moore? Decorian Moore is a dude. I'll, I'll, I will agree with that. Thank you. Let's give respect where it's due. Decorian Moore is an absolute certified dude. What he was, what he did on Friday night against in uh, Duncanville's win over South Oak Cliff was silly. Mm-hmm. Seven catches, two hundred and eighty-one yards, and three touchdowns. Now I know that South Oak Cliff has a lot of rebuilding to do in the secondary. Mm-hmm. But I don't care if he was doing that against the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. Oh, yeah. Seven catches, 281, three touchdowns in the season opener. The LSU, the, the LSU commit junior was on one, and that's why he's the week one dude of the week. And Hashtag if, dudes rock. If you missed it, you can go back and watch his performance on TexanLive.com. It was silly. He was absolutely in his bag. Time for my play of the week. Tepper's play of the week. Every, every Friday... I am going, or Saturday, I'll put out on, on my Twitter, at Tepper, asking for the play of the week. And if you saw a play that caught your eye that you thought was absolutely nuts, I want you to tweet it to me, at Tepper on Twitter. I'll sift through them. I will give them the, the due diligence that they deserve, and I will find 
Tepper's play of the week. There are a bunch of good ones, including, do you see the Westlake kicker kicked a 58-yard field goal? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was the runner-up. <laughs> but the winner of the week one Tepper's play of the week has to be Abilene wide receiver Rylan Bradford. Insane. Abilene wide receiver Rylan Bradford. That footage courtesy of our friend Jacob Bradbear, uh, Brad, 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 Brandenburg rather. Uh, Brandenburg there at CBS 7 in Odessa. Yeah, that um, was yeah, – he got he mossed him. So I mean, my goodness. Let me put some context on you. Pickle, that was the opening drive of the season. Was it really? I want you to think about starting your season with, with a one-handed moss for yeah. a touchdown – to stay on your feet, too. I was going to say, and then it just kind of like yeah. uh, watch the guy fall next to you. Yes. You know? <laughs> it was a... That was a grown man's play. Ridiculous play. And my play of the week in week one of Texas high school football. Now, to a new segment called, Huh? Of the week. Pickle, did you see what happened down south? <laughs> uh, not a lot of scoring. <laughs> Lytle, the Pirates... And Carrizo Springs played a football game this weekend, uh, and uh, it was to say it was a low-scoring affair is uh, is an understatement because Lytle ends up coming away with a three-nothing victory, and the numbers are 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 pretty strange because it sounds like, and I don't want to go nuts because I don't have the full box score in front of me. Lytle had to have been bit by the by the turnover bug because they ran the ball relatively effectively. Oh, they yeah. ran the ball for like 132 yards, like which should get you. And their defense was great. They held uh, Carrizo Springs just 87 yards on the ground. But this game goes into, I believe, the third quarter scoreless before Lytle kicks a field goal and then holds on for a win. There were only like, I think there were only four games last year that ended 3-0 in all of Texas high school football. And we got one right out of the shoots in week one. Mm-hmm. I know defenses are supposed to be ahead of offenses in week one, but that one's a little, that's a little, take it to the logical extreme, I would say. Uh, Lytle three, Carrizo Springs gets my, huh, of the week. Now, oh, Pickle. Correct. I'm, I'm very excited to this one about can this stay. one. Um, we've, we're, we're, uh, in, in the past, we've been proud to honor some of the, best and, and brightest Texas high school football players and, and who better to spot those guys than our own Matt Stepp in a segment we call the Matt Stepp he got that dog in him player of the week and now the Matt Stepp he got that dog in him player of the week this is Matt Stepp from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio with the week one Matt Stepp he got that dog in him award winner and it is none other than Somerset wide receiver Jaden Foz, who just today hauled in a pair of touchdown catches and returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Jaden Foz, you, sir, have got that dog in you. This has been the Matt Steppy Got That Dog in Him Player of the Week. Congratulations to Jaden Foz, Somerset. The, I, the week one winner of the Matt Step, he got that dog in him player. Of I the have week. got to get a better handle on this show. <laughs> Clearly, I've been distracted because <sighs> you two are thinking this see, thing into the ground. See, because here's the thing: <laughs> just dive bombing. 
I've had to take over a lot of the pre-pro work yes. here on this show because Pickle's been very busy with Texas football tonight, which means it can now finally live up to my vision of what this show can be. Congratulations to Jaden Faz of Somerset. The week one winner, the Matt Step, he got that dog in him player of the week. This is, a, uh, this is on me. Wild stat of the week. <clears throat> this was our friend... Oh, I always mispronounce his name. The guy at the Panola Watchman, who's really good. Um, Ryan Siplian, the guy who covers Carthage for the um, um, mm. for the uh, uh, the the Panola Watchman. Silipin, uh, Silipin, Ryan Silipin tweeted on Friday night as Carthage defeats Kilgore thirty to twenty seven um, to start the year one and zero. Carthage in their last one hundred games is now 98-2. and two. Oh, my God. And the two of them were... Well, it wasn't state championship. It would have been two state semifinals. Liberty... I, I would need to go back, but my guess is it's China Spring, Spring. in 2021. Correct, which was and actually it, in the area regional semifinal round. And Liberty Hill in the semi in the semifinals. Yeah. 98-2 uh, and and in their last 100 God. games. Uh, Ryan Philippin, the of the uh, Panola Watchmen, let us know about that. Uh, he, as uh, Carthage's dominance, just uh, knows no bounds. That's your wild stat of the week. You have my attention. Sybil of Steel. They look good. We talked about this, and, and I know Matt Stepp has been really, he's been banging the drum on this, about how this is a huge opportunity for San Antonio because Cibolo Steel is absolutely loaded. And we thought we spotlighted on the picks video last week about how the season opener against San Antonio Brennan was going to be an opportunity for them to really turn a spotlight onto the San Antonio area. And I would say they did that. A thumping of San Antonio Brennan in all three phases. Now Brennan is, is rebuilding, reloading, whatever you want to call it. But Cibolo Steel, well, you have my attention. Mm-hmm. Finally, my final thought. Let's talk about the new coaches who won big in week one. It was a good There's week a overall for week one for, for new coaches. Willie Gaston era at Galena Park North Shore begins with a win. They beat the Woodlands. Um, I tweeted about this. Nacogdoches upset Palestine. I've been banging the drum about Darby House. I thought that that was the higher of the offseason when Nacogdoches plucked him from Poteet. And he goes and gets a really big win. We mentioned Rashawn Woods there at Tyler. Uh, gets a big win there. Uh, Robbie Jones at Alito. Uh, the Robbie Jones era at Alito starts uh, you know, 1-0 with a win over Dallas Parish Episcopal. It was, overall, a very good week for new coaches uh, who in, in, their, in their new places. And a lot of high profile play, a lot of high profile coaches. But in the end, overall, when you take a look at the new coaches, I thought they really acquitted themselves well in week one. What will week two hold? I guess we'll find out. And we'll be back to recap it next week on Monday morning fallout. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become Dave Campbells. Texas Football subscriber coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Iowa Colony head coach Ray Garza after their big win over Fort Bend Christian. But first, a word from these goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. 
VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR Now. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Back here on Texas Football Today, it was a great week one of Texas high school football across the Lone Star State. It was especially good down there in Alvin ISD at Iowa Colony High School. Let's go to the hotline pickle and bring in the head coach of the 1-0 Iowa Colony Pioneers. We're joined by Coach Ray Garza. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm be- I'm doing great. How are things down there in beautiful Iowa Colony? Well, well, they're hot, but we're getting work in. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's kind of par for the course around around the the, the state these days. Uh, I want to go back to Thursday night. Um, you guys go into your a season opener against a defending private school state champion in Fort Bend Christian, and come out with a thirty-eight to thirteen win. Um, second year as a varsity program. I know you guys went two and eight last year. Uh, but is that the biggest result in your program's young history? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it definitely was a big win for us. You know, they, they're a great team to open up with. Um, you know, we, we opened up with them last year and we were still, we, we still are young, but we were extra young last year. Um, and, 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 you know, they got us pretty good. So, you know, the, it's really a good one to start with, um, especially since, you know, we've had our off seasons and our boot camps and all these things we've been working towards. So, um, you know, it's a good one to start with. I'm proud of our guys. I'm proud of all the work they put in and our coaches. So, uh, you know, happy for the outcome that we had last Thursday. What kind of difference can you sense within your program about the attitude uh, right now? Basically, what what you saw last year as this this very new program, uh, just getting your feet underneath you, to now, you've got a whole season underneath you. What, what kind of attitude adjustment has there been within the program? 
forward, there's definitely more maturity within our team. Um, you know, I, anyone that's had a bunch of freshmen, sophomores knows, you know, it, you got to grow them uh, mentally and physically. Um, but but the maturity level is a lot better. Leadership is definitely something that, that we've worked on uh, within our programs um, that, that's really been showing up uh, with, within our team. Uh, but really, the I think the number one thing is the atmosphere or the, the mentality of family. Uh, you know, our kids... Uh, had a bit had a big task on their plate last year to go out there and compete at the varsity level. Um, we definitely, you know, took some uh, took some on the chin, and and we're tough in some tight games, so they were put through the fire. But um, just the the camaraderie amongst our kids uh, is is fantastic right now. Um, the concept of family is great within our locker room, so I would say that's probably one of the biggest differences that we've had. Talking with Ray Garza, the head coach of the Iowa Colony Pioneers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, one guy who, who really jumps off uh, the page whenever you, you, you start digging into what you guys were able to do on, on Thursday night uh, is your sophomore quarterback, Cam Renfro, a guy who was uh, played for you guys last year as a freshman, uh, took his lumps, uh, but certainly looked like he was in command of the offense on on Thursday night. Uh, 146 yards, two touchdowns passing, uh, another 95 yards and a score on the ground. What kind of growth have you seen from your sophomore quarterback, Cam Renfro, uh, that has you excited? You know, Cam's just such a – he's a great leader. Um, he's a hardworking kid. He, he's been uh, with us since day one. And, uh, you know, he, he has uh, definitely – you know, put in the work to try to understand what we're trying to do within our schemes. Um, he's a very coachable kid. Um, so, we're, you know, we're just lucky to have him back there uh, to, to be playing quarterback for us. The other side of this, Coach, is is it's it's clear the kind of strides you guys have made defensively. I mean, this was a – I mean, Fort Bend Christian is is, is – they're, they're replacing a couple key pieces, but that was an offense that, that really hummed last year, and you guys were able to, to hold them down to, to, to just 13 points. Uh, on the defensive side, what has you excited about your Pioneers? Well, you know – we have a great we have some really good coaches on both sides of the ball i, I can't speak enough uh, uh, great things about them we've got some some really high character men uh, that that understand football and, and are great teachers um so you know the biggest difference that from last year and this year is our kids have a year within the system um and they have a, a year understanding what their 111th are is on the field um and so understanding what you're supposed to do and believing in what you're what your job is, I believe, is the number one thing on defense. Um, you can't be selfish. Uh, you ha- you have to understand what your job is, what your assignment is, uh, and you have to execute. Um, and so our kids have really done a good job buying into that. Um, we still have a lot to work on. I know it was a, a good to get a win last Thursday, but you know, as coaches, you always go back watch the field, grade it, and you're always looking at the things you need to do better. And we definitely have things that we need to get better at on both sides of the ball. Uh, a couple more games in non-district, Coach Kip Sunnyside upcoming this week, followed by Brookshire Royal and West Columbia before you guys get into to district play. And I want to ask you a little bit about District 12-4A uh, Division One because it is, um, I'll tell you, for, for the new guys, it sure seems like the UIL is kind of bullying you with this district, um, throwing you in with some of the big boys with Bay City, El Campo. I mean, uh, Needville has been has been on the rise, Stafford as well. Uh, from your perspective, when you take a look at, at, at down the road in District 12-4A Division One, when you guys get there, 
what what do you see how what do you what do you make of of this district and and you guys' place in it well it's definitely a tough district um we experienced that firsthand last year there's a lot of good football played within our district there's some really good coaches there's some programs in there that have a lot of tradition um, which is also something that, that you have to experience when you're going up against teams like El Campo, uh, Bay City that have that tradition uh, enriched in, inside their community. Um, you know, that's that's a big task in itself. Um, you know, our goal is always the same. We always been talking about since day one is, is we're trying to play 16 games. We're, we're trying to, to go out week by week, opponent by opponent. Uh, and, and be better than we were last Friday and to be the best that we can be uh, as an individual player, but also as a team. Um, so, you know, we, we stay with that motto week by week, um, whether it's the, the Needville, which will be a tough game for us at the end of the year, or if it's this week coming up against Kip Sunnyside. He's Ray Garza. He's the head coach of the 1-0 Iowa Colony Pioneers. Uh, they will take on Kip Sunnyside coming up on Friday in hopes to move to 2-0. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win, and best of luck down the road. Thank you. I appreciate you all having me. Absolutely. There he goes. Ray Garza, head coach of the Iowa Colony Pioneers, joining us here at Texas Football Today. A program that, that you are within your rights, if you haven't heard of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you, you've heard of Katie, and you've heard of Amarillo or Manville or like, Manville in their, in their or own Alvin. ISD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Shadow Creek. Creek yeah. But Iowa Colony is the new program down there in Alvin ISD. And uh, there's a lot to like about them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to like as far as we know that that Alvin ISD is very talent rich. And there were flashes last year of them getting better. And they did so with so many young pieces. I am very intrigued to see where they go this year, um, and and uh, certainly they they sent a, a shockwave. I'm telling you guys, Fort Bend Christian, a defending like I know it's hard to to kind of uh, triangulate private schools versus public mm-hmm. schools. That was a Taps Division Two state champion last year. Oh yeah, well, and I've been so impressed by what Coach Garza has done to really highlight those programs. You kind of take a look at some of the newer schools that have popped up, like Brian Cope at Lake Belton. I think is mm-hmm. a great example of coaches that see themselves as the the PR team for bringing people in and creating that tradition rich history and all of that. And Coach Garza, he's he was a fantastic hire for them. Fantastic stuff from uh, Iowa Colony head coach Ray Garza. We appreciate his time. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Help you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. If you subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football, you also get Dave Campbell's Texan Live which is our streaming platform where we will have like 7,000 games this weekend. Is that too high? (laughs) Death. It kind of feels like it though, right? It does. It does feel like it. It really does. We had 54 last weekend. Yeah. And that's kind of par for the course around here. So if you love high school football or high school volleyball or just high school sports in the state of Texas, go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. You get access to thousands of, Texas high school events, including hundreds of Texas high school football games. Dozens each week. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Makes a great gift as well. Coming up here in just a moment, we are going to reveal the week two Texas high school football rankings from Dave Campbell's Texas football in conjunction with the Associated Press. But first, let's find out who's up for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to give the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award, presented by Kroger, to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each week, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Congratulations to this week's 10 nominees. Fans, be sure to vote for the player you believe should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes Friday at noon, with the winner announced shortly after on TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Kroger and the Tax Act Texas Bowl for their continued support of Texas high school football and the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. One last thing to do today, Pickle, and that is... Rankin season. To unveil the Week 2 Dave Campbell's Texas Football statewide Texas high school football rankings. Dave Campbell's Texas football is the official rankings partner of the Associated Press. We have been since 2019. Very proud of that. So these are the official Texas high school football rankings of record. When people talk about the state rankings, they're talking about these revealed exclusively here on Texas football today. Let's start in the largest classification, class 6A, where there is some changes after week one, but not at the top. The top 10 remain entirely the same. Sybil of Steel nudges up two spots with their win over San Antonio Brennan. They leapfrog Lake Travis, who struggled a bit with Arlington Martin. Uh, that is a that is certainly something we're keeping an eye on, but uh, Lake Travis does have a tendency uh, to start a little bit slow. Louisville up, up a couple of spots with their win over Garland, Name, and Forest. North Crowley, Klein Collins, Rockwall, Umble Summer Creek, McKinney, and Byron Nelson also makes some leaps here as they move up into the top 20. There are four uh, uh, the Woodlands with their loss to Galena Park North Shore drops 11 spots but hangs on in the top 25 at number 23. Four newcomers to the rankings. Number 21 Pflugerville Weiss. Their win over Round Rock gets them at the number 21 spot. Katie Tompkins gets a 31-0 drubbing of Cy Ranch. That gets them in the number 22. Alvin Shadow Creek beats Manville and that is good enough to vault them up to number 24. And Midland Legacy. Rebs are back, baby. Midland Legacy is back into the rankings at number 25 with their win over Amarillo to improve to 1 and 0. Oh, there's your Class 6A rankings. To 5A we go. 5A Division 1 Alito remains the number 1 team. Longview falls a spot with their loss to McKinney, 23-21. to Lancaster leapfrogs them to take their number uh, after their win over Dallas Skyline. Mansfield Timberview is up a spot to number four with their win over South Grand Prairie. Port Arthur Memorial, very impressive with their win over Port Nature's Groves. They're up three spots to number five. Fullshire also up three spots with their win over Houston Strait Jesuit. Azel up three spots as well with their win. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Frisco Reedy with their win over Azel. Uh, Smithson Valley drops their opener 17 to 16 to San Antonio Reagan. We drop them three spots from number six to number nine. Two newcomers to the rankings, and it's two teams you have heard about. Number eight, Denton Ryan. They survive a scare uh, from uh, New Braunfels once again, but come away with the win with a gutsy play call uh, on the final play of the game. That vaults them up to number eight. And into the rankings for the first time, the pride of the Rio Grande Valley, PSJA North. They were winners over PSJA, 41-0 in their opener. Over on Division Two, top two remain unchanged. Melissa is the number one team, followed by South Oak Cliff. We keep South Oak Cliff number two. They're uh, despite their loss to Duncanville. Part of that is because I'm not sure there was any team that, that really impressed
cost us all that much to overtake them. Uh, even with the loss, I think that they were they are the number two team in the state. Fort Bend Marshall up a spot with their win over Klein in the opener. Uh, Frisco Emerson is up three spots uh, with their win over Hillcrest. Lovejoy, Lake Montgomery, Lake Creek, and Midlothian Heritage all up three spots as well with their wins over College Station, Angleton, and Smith and Stephenville, respectively. And then the bottom three entirely new. Number eight, Texas High vaults into the rankings with their win over Frisco Lone Star. Awfully impressive uh, from uh, from the, the Tigers as they make it into the rankings, as does Mansfield Summit. Their win over Mansfield Lake Ridge is impressive enough to get them into the top 10. Same with Corpus Christi Flower Bluff, the pride of the Coastal Bend. Big win over state finalist Bernie last week, and that is good enough to put them into the number 10 spot in our 5A Division II rankings. To 4A we go. Over to the 4A rankings. This is going to be a bit of a mess. China Spring remains number one with their win over Lorena. Tyler Chapel Hill up a spot with their wild win over Gilmer, 71-53 to if you didn't see that. Anna vaults five spots with their win over Decatur, 37-30. Extremely impressive from the Coyotes. They answered a lot of questions we had about them, uh, and uh, doing so, we uh, wanted to put them up in the top three, up to number three. Bernie dropped two spots with their loss to Corpus Christie Flower Bluff. Salina up a spot to number five. Stephenville down two spots. Same with Decatur after their loss uh, to the aforementioned Anna. Kilgore remains the same at number nine with their loss to uh, to number one Carthage in, f- to a, uh, in 4A Division two. that is. We keep them at number nine because of a one-score loss to a pretty to a number one team. Two newcomers to the rankings, though. Number eight, Bay City. They beat Sweeney to vault into the rankings at number eight. And San Antonio Davenport, the Wolves, are state-ranked after their win over over Victoria West. 4A Division 2, top four unchanged. Carthage, Silsby, Pleasant Grove with a rock fight win over Brock uh, remains number three. And then Cuero gets a big win over El Campo. Wimberley nudges up two spots. So does Belleville up to number six. Waco Connolly is up to number seven. Jasper up to number eight. Gilmer drops five spots with their loss to Chapel Hill. Uh, they drop from number five to number 10, but hang on to a spot in the rankings. And new to the rankings, number nine, Hampshire Finette. They knock off Lumberton 35-20 to earn a spot in the 4A rankings. To 3A we go. 3A Division One is pretty chalky, at least at the very top. Franklin, Bro- uh, Franklin, Brock, Edna, Columbus, and Malakoff are still your top five. Brock loses a 10-7 game to a state-ranked top five 4A Division Two team in Pleasant Grove. That's good enough for us to keep them at number two, and especially considering what we saw last year with oh, the, yeah. their slow start, I-, I-, I feel pretty good about keeping them there. I will tell you this, Franklin got in a, a bit of a, a war with Wood and and we have got our eye on that. But East, uh, Edna, Columbus, and Malakoff round out the top five. Hitchcock nudges up a spot with their win. Oh, come from behind win over Refurio. Bushland wins a wild one over Canyon West Plains. That gets them up to number seven. Grandview, very impressive win over Glenrose. 35-7, that moves them up to number eight. Winsboro moves up a spot to number nine. And new to the rankings, the Panthers of Paradise, the number 10 team in 3A Division One after their win over Cypress Community Christian. To 3A Division Two, we go. Canadian and Gunner, both big winners uh, against uh, an out-of-state team in, uh, for Canadian and a private school team in Gunner. Tidehaven moves up a spot with their win over Goliad. Uh, Wall moves up two spots with their win over Eastland. The big winner this weekend was Hooks. The Hooks Hornets knock off Harmony 26-22. That's good enough to vault them up from number 10 to number 5, just ahead of the team they beat in Harmony at number 6. Newton did not play. Their game with Anahuac was canceled due to the wildfires 
out in East Texas. But a holiday and Dangerfield hold on to the number eight and nine spots respectively. And new to the rankings, the Comanche Indians, big winners over Brady. They vault into the top 10 at the number 10 spot. To two-way we go, where let's do some rearranging. There's a new number one team in 2A Division One. The Timpson Bears vault past Refurio to grab the number one spot. Timpson beat up on Beckville 50-13 to without Terry Bussey, and that is good enough for us, especially in the wake of Refurio's loss to a very good Hitchcock team. We keep Refurio there at number two. Toller nudges up two spots to number three. Cooper uh, nudges up two spots to number four. Hawley down two spots with their loss to Jim Ned. Centerville up a spot with their win over Buffalo. Crawford up a spot with their win over Goldthwaite. They play this week. Stratford up a spot, up two spots with their win over Spearman. A shutout win, by the way, 37-0. Beckville, their loss to Timpson. We dropped them from number five to number nine. I'm not ready to bury the Bearcats quite yet, but I do want to see something. And new to the rankings, number 10, Sonora, as they beat up on Ballinger, 46-12. to Out of the rankings, Shiner. Their loss to Hallisville drops them from number 9 to unranked. To 2A Division Two, we go, where this was the chalkiest of them all. Top 8 entirely unchanged. All winners. Albany, Martin, Newhome, Wellington, Bremont, Collinsville, Chilton, Price, Carlisle. All winners. Fall City nudges up a spot with their win over three rivers. Burton drops out from the number 9 spot. And in their place at Number 10, the Bobcats of Sunray, who are now state-ranked. And by the way, coming up this week, Sunray at Stratford. Going to be a very good test for both of these now state-ranked squads. To the six-man ranks, where, as is usual, everything went to hell in a handbasket. 1A Division 1 got an entire makeover, including a new number one. Westbrook loses to Knox City, and that vaults Gordon up to number one team in the state. Abbott moves up to number two with their win over Blum. Jonesboro gets a win over Coolidge. That vaults him up two spots to number three. The Knox City Greyhounds, the hottest team in Texas, get a big win over a defend, two-time defending champion, uh, Westbrook. That vaults him to number four right ahead of number five, uh, Westbrook. Balmeray, uh, Rankin gets a big win over Balmeray. That vaults him up a spot to number six. May up a spot to number seven. Happy loses to Klondike, 50-24. to 24. We drop them four spots number, from number four to number eight because it's a pretty good Klondike team. But still, we drop them from number four to number eight. Buena Vista up a spot to number nine. Ma- number nine, Medina drops out. And in their place, the newly ranked Antelopes of Whiteface, the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas Football's 1A Division I rankings. To 1A Division II we go. The top two are unchanged. Benjamin and Oglesby, big winners over Follett and Penelope, respectively. Jayton vaults up a couple spots with an emphatic win over Garden City. Klondike was the big riser here. Their win over Happy vaults them from number 8 to number 4. Balmeray drops a couple of spots with their loss to a Division One state-ranked Rankin team. Cherokee beats Smoking for Jesus. They move up a spot. Shout out Burnett. Uh, number 7, uh, they're in Burnett, right? Cherokee? Yeah, no, I mean no. Uh, uh, Smoking for Jesus. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they're in Burnham. Uh, number seven, Newcastle's up a couple spots with their win over Roll. Whit Harrell loses to Spring Lake Earth. We drop them four spots from number four to number eight. Oakwood up a spot with their win over, over Fruitvale. Lorraine drops out and in their place at number 10, a familiar face, the Richland Springs Coyotes get a 50 to nothing win over High Island to move into the rankings. And in the private school ranks, it's chaos in the 11 man ranks. A new number one is Dallas Parish Episcopal loses to a Lido. That's certainly nothing to turn your nose up at, but Dallas Christian's big win over Bishop 
done was good enough for us to vault them to the number one team. Parrish moves down to number two. Uh, Houston St. Thomas remains steady at number three. Two newcomers as Plano Prestonwood and the Woodlands John Cooper drop out with, with losses. Austin Regents in at number four with their win over San Antonio Central Catholic. The Buttons. And number four, uh, number five, Lubbock Christian now ranked with their win over Austin Hyde Park Baptist. But a round of applause to the private school six-man ranks mm. who all behaved. <laughs> Everyone won. All of them won pretty emphatically. The The closest game, Baytown Christian beat Carrollton Prince of Peace 44-12. to That was the closest of these five. It remains unsamed, Fort, uh, unchanged. Fort Worth Covenant Classical, Pasadena First Baptist, Baytown Christian, Prestonwood North, and Abilene Christian rounds out your private school six-man rankings and the Texas high school football state rankings for week two at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find the complete rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. There you have it. So now you can yell at me. Correct. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, I just want to say it one more time because we said it on the pre-show, uh, but we did not say it on the actual show. For anybody who tuned in to Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight this uh, past Friday, thank you so much for, for tuning in. We hope that you will continue to spread the word about it. Uh, we'll be back every single Friday with a crew from all the Dave Campbell's people and then our students at the University of North Texas. But appreciate everybody tuning in who watched that, and we hope that you will join us again this Friday, 7.30 to 10, for free on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. You know what? Tell a friend. Yeah. Tell a friend about Texas football tonight. It's literally free. Yeah. Just say, hey, do you like football? Mm-hmm. You can pull it up on your phone if you're at the game and check in at scores across. Check on your phone. You can get the quad box. You can quad box it on your phone. That rules. Texas Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight coming up 7.30 p.m. Friday night. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Ray Garza, head coach of the Iowa Colony Pioneers, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.